All right. So here we are on the Wednesday evening. Let's see. May. Now it's June. June the 2nd, 2021. Questions and answers with the Elohim and Ra Group. Presented to us by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona, with his co-host, Terry Brown, who has the ability to channel the answers, which is pretty amazing. And I welcome you all. And as you know, you all have the opportunity to ask questions live on the call if you submit it for email to questions at intelligence-infinity.com. We had a few more callers joined in in the last minute. I welcome you all. If you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Hi, it's Don in Northern Ohio. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Don. Hi. And Lauren from Porch, Washington. Hello, Hi. Lauren. Welcome. Hello, Lauren. And I hear Terry. Welcome, Terry. Hi. Hi, Terry. Hi, Jean. Hi. Oh, it's good to have you. Hi, Don. And the next caller, welcome for free say name and location. The genie. Genie, is it Genie? No, I already said my name. Hello, Genie, the Genie. The Genie, <laughs> welcome. Is there another Genie? <laughs> Thank you for being here, honey. Okay. All right, and those that are listening online through BBS Radio, thank you for being here. And right after this one-hour show, questions and answers with the Elohim, we will remain on BBS Radio for a second hour, and while we transition the hour, we will move over to a different conference call, which will, like I said, that also be broadcast, and that is our daily whole planet healing conference call, where we gather on, on the phone line and we go through several sections during the call. We first relax a little bit, we come to our center, we have an introduction from Terry and Wynn, we have Cecil who calls in the love light for protection, we have Jennifer who goes over the daily state of the planet in relation to earthquakes and volcanoes. Bonnie will, as usual, read an excerpt from earlier channel materials. We open up the phone lines where all of you have the opportunity to put something into this energy field of love light we have created. And then we'll do a closing part of doing a worldwide visualization, paying attention to issues that need attention. I welcome those that just came on board. Thank you for being here. If you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Roger, Austin. Welcome, Roger. Roger, Good evening, evening to you. Wynn Anyone else? Sedona. Welcome, Wynn. Sedona. Thank you for being here and for doing what I you're win. doing. I win. All right. So here we are at 6.04 on the Wednesday evening. I thank you all for being here, and particularly Wynn and Terry. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Wynn, whenever you want me to get the call officially started by recording, just let me know. 
Okay. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Hi, hi. hi. This is Bonnie in California. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for being here, honey. Bye-bye. <laughs> and you too. Hey, Don. Is that echo? Is that me? That is you because I don't hear an echo. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to mute myself anyways. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, All right. In here. You're welcome, honey. And I welcome all of you guys listening in online through BBS Radio. Thank you for being here. Questions and answers with the Elohim and Ra group. I'm just a minute away. I'm just um, getting the questions organized. All right. So the things are off. And as I mentioned earlier, after this show, the one-hour show, questions and answers with the Elohim, we will remain on BBS radio. Because as we do our daily conference call at 7 p.m. Pacific, which is the whole planet healing gathering, and it will be broadcast tonight live on BBS radio right after the show. I welcome the next caller. Feel free to say name and location. Hi, it's Darmananda, California. Welcome, Darmananda. Hi. Darmananda, did you put in a question for today? No, I did not. I'm just checking. I did. Who's that? Bonnie. A couple hours ago. Okay. I was going to, but I thought it might be too late. <laughs> you can still do it. I can Ah, now I forgot the question. (laughs) Uh, Ask what your question is going to be. Yeah. (laughs) Ask what your question is going to be. (laughs) That's pretty funny. We miss your dry humor, Don. Yeah, you don't miss much. Terry, are you on the line? Terry is here, yes. All right. I am ready. Fantastic. Thank you, Quinn. I'm going to... I'll do this already. Hold on one second. Muted. We live today at the date of June 2nd. Here we go. The recording has started. This is June 2nd, 2021, 
Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona, and everybody everywhere, questions to the Elohim. And I thought I'd start out, and I just kind of explain who the hell Elohim are and how they describe themselves. And we've been talking to them now for years. And it took me a few years to overcome my own skepticism that they could be real. And um, we had all kinds of phenomena and even miracles of healing. And they explained themselves to be a group energy. And they have councils and sub-councils. They are at the top end of what we might call the universe matrix. They have the ability to expand their energy into any point of the universe. They say, and they have the ability to expand their energy, and I'll quote them, to be as big as a galaxy and as small as an atom. They have the ability to look at people's tracks and see their lifetimes and um, and what they went through and what is they're experiencing this lifetime based on past lifetimes. They have the ability to energetically connect with you and that they're on the line right now and they say that they're paying attention to every person that's listening that's open to an energetic connection and they can help clear patterns if you're ready for it. And, you know, that's a pretty wild thing to be happening. And the people that are regulars on our calls um, are pretty aware of that and have had usually some kind of personal experience that that's true. Okay? So, um, this is a rare opportunity, I would say, to make a connection with a source of this magnitude. Okay? And that um, you have to reach a little to make the connection. And all the things I just said, at this point, I'm sure they're true. At different times in history, the Elohim has been recognized as God. But... Within our group, they have created 
a tremendous familiarity and presence. And uh, when I asked them specifically, do you like to be worshipped? They answered, no, worship creates a separation. Excuse me. And we would prefer to be looked at as your big brothers in a higher dimension. I should say brothers, sisters, so we're not um, sexist. And um, that we can help you in ways that would seem impossible. And you can help us because your realm is off the deep end right now with a lot of negative control patterns and our energies can help ameliorate those patterns if enough people are asking. They honor free will, and they honor for the highest good of all concerned. So, when you ask a question, they may not answer it directly, because it's more important for them, from their point of view, for people to learn discernment in this realm and if somebody makes all your decisions for you you don't learn discernment now all those things I just said about them I'm not asking you to believe them until you sense the energy until you have done your own due diligence, I'm just telling you how they describe themselves, and and they've convinced me that that's real, and they've convinced a number of other people that that's real, and they say it's a rare opportunity to have this kind of connection in this realm. And I should also mention there's another group soul that's in partnership with them or part of the group that talks to us. It's called the Ra Group. And without going into a lot of explanation, but I'm the guy who wrote the book that put David Wilcock on the map called The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. And in writing that book, I learned that Edgar Cayce, when he was doing all of his channelings, was channeling the Raw Group. And um, I'm sure that's true at this point. And this call is not really supposed to be an educational call because I could speak for hours and sometimes 
in some certain situations. I do, if there's a workshop. But this call is just to give people the opportunity to ask their own questions. And when you ask a question, the sources move into your energy field to find the answer if you're asking a question about yourself. If you're asking, you know, sometimes people ask um, esoteric questions and they give brilliant answers many times giving information that has never been in this realm, in this call. So this is, you have to uh, work with this to see if you trust them, if you're comfortable with them. And I had to do that for a few years. And before I had to say, uncle, and uh, I think this is real. One of the things that was a very big um, catalyst for me saying, oh my God, this is real. And and that was um, the person channeling, and she's going to be on here channeling and in just a moment, is my long-term partner, Terry Brown. And, you know, everyone knows the story. One night in 2002, she woke me up and said, get the tape recorder. And she felt uh, this voice inside her that wanted to speak to me. And that was... Uh, the first contact with the Elohim through Terry. And after a couple of months of asking them questions and, you know, getting really credible answers for many things, I asked them, was Terry ever anybody famous in a past life? And they told me to look up St. Catherine of Siena. And so when I Googled St. Catherine, I found the story of this young woman that would go into the local Catholic church in Siena, Italy. And the priests would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, her book, a book, a compilation of her channelings called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God was recognized as she was by the Catholic Church and she was uh, sainted. And she became an icon in Catholic history. And the book became part of Catholic literature still being sold on Amazon. And what blew me away was that Terry was the spitting image of St. Catherine. And I had learned that people look like their past lives because their DNA travels in their soul stream. And when your soul enters a new body, 
the programs the new body with the past life DNA. So we all look like our past lives, but unless we're famous, unless there's pictures of us somewhere, uh, we can. It's very hard to validate it. And on that note, Terry, you want to say anything from your human side before we start the channel? Yeah, it's like um, <clears throat> when I first uh, felt that awareness next to me, it wasn't a voice inside me. It's like it's not even really a voice. It's an awareness with concepts, and it comes from outside me. And I observe it, and I uh, connect with it, and um, bring to answers uh, in in connection with it by connecting with it and getting answers from it. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to clarify that. Okay. And I should say one other thing. The Elohim always say to use your own discernment with their answers. And um, they don't claim to be perfect. They're always right. And that some people expect an immediate miracle by making the connection. And it's possible that that can occur. But it's more likely that you get in tune with their vibration so that they have access to your energy field before there would be a miracle. And every night we do a conference call. We're doing, Hives was mentioning that, we're doing it right after this call at 7 p.m. Pacific. It's another conference call, and it's broadcast on BBS. And on Monday and Wednesdays, those calls are on BBS. And every other night of the week, they're on a conference call number. And one of the things that I've taken note of, the people that keep coming to these calls, is that there is this amazing affinity that gets generated between, not only just between them and the Elohim, but between them and each other. And uh, it's kind of like become a little community where we're a community where it's a spiritual community because it's not we're not physically present with each other. We've never met each other. And you can feel part of that just by showing up. You want, you, you only understand that if you start doing it. So you have to check it out and validate it for yourself. In this period of time, it's helping to keep people above all the craziness that's going on in the world. It's also helping people to overcome their fear of death. And so if once you overcome your fear of death, it's much easier to be in this realm because if something happens, you know, you continue. 
And on that note, I'm going to do this invocation of protection. It's calling in the light. And then we're going to start with our questioning. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, here we go. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person on this call. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth. through our bodies and into into the center of the earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now and do we have our sources present? We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We take a moment and we adjust our space to be present in your space and adjust to each and every person on the call who wishes to be connected with. We come directly to you uh, and we can come to each one separately, but directly to you. And if we ever say anything that doesn't make total sense to you, disregard it. But if not for you at that time, we are only uh, here to assist wherever it's possible that we can. So um, we come directly to you, and that's not where the voice comes from. The voice comes through the uh, telephone line or through the... CBS radio, but we come directly, and you might notice a a pink glow as our space uh, coincides coincidentally with your space. It it results in a light pink color. Do you have questions? Yes, we do. So I would ask the first question, and we have been taught 
that in this period of time, there's this opportunity to graduate this realm. And the qualifi- one of the qualifications is having uh, 51% service to others. And that the moment you die greatly impacts what happens to you on the other side, your state of mind when you die. Uh, in fact, we've, we've been told that if, if you're with someone that's dying, it's very good to hold space with them and have a loving energy because that creates an easier transition. So I want to ask, there are many people that are moody. They have moments of great exaltation and moments of introspection and moments of craziness. There are people that are manic-depressive, that have very high and low swings. For these people, does it matter what their swing is in for the moment they die, for the experience they're going to have as they move into other realms. Well, this can matter uh, in that uh, whatever mood they are in will carry over into, uh, usually in, into their death, although it might not. Let's say they're moody because they're in pain and then their body uh, passes away. They disconnect from their body and then they are um, free of it and it can change their whole mood swing. Um, but the majority of people uh, that pass away keep the, the mood that they're in and then gradually notice uh, that they have passed, that people can't hear them when they try and talk to them, and they begin to develop the adaptation towards life in between life, life uh, in disconnection from the body. That's when your tether cord that you are tethered to the body with, uh, it, it disconnects. And then that would be death. If you had just left your body and you were still connected with your tether cord, then you can still uh, come back and you and, and maintain your connection. Um, I suppose that there are some cases where an individual that disconnects uh, can then come back. Uh, for a period of time with the right uh, impetus and circumstances. But he would come back as a ghost, correct? We are talking about how an individual can regain mobility of the body in, in a case where they would still be connected with that body or have the ability to connect back up. 
I think, would that be something that what some people call a near-death experience? Yes. Yes, okay. it would. Thank you. Um, now, this is a, a question from Don Herman. Is mind actually divided into different categories, such as conscious, subconscious, and superconscious? Or is all mind just part of the same one mind? How can we best use mind to access useful information? Thank you. Thank you. The mind is a part, all a part of one mind. However, there are areas that are divided into categories of subconscious um, and uh, there would be the lower self and the middle self and the higher self. And um, they all would have an aspect of the mind. Uh, the lower self would be like the lower emotions and the body functions, and the mid-mind would be the um, many of the thoughts and uh, reasoning abilities, uh, working with uh, the elements, um, thinking things through, And there can be other aspects of the mind, uh, for instance, multiple personalities uh, might be where there are actual um, beings that are riding along with you, and they could uh, become uh, another personality that one might move, in, move into, but this uh, is is sort of an advanced topic or a separate topic. Mm-hmm. Is it, just to ask the one question, is that a fairly common thing? Um, for multiple personalities? Yeah. Um, it is fairly common. However, uh, like usually for them to become uh, to move out into the conscious area of the mind, uh, their trauma in a person's life is one of the things that can bring forth multiple personalities or another personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a question here from Edna in Snohomish, Washington. Yes. Edna has asked many questions and even had some readings from us. Yes, uh, your readings are a delight. And and this is a question based on some of the previous information she's gotten on, on previous interchanges. So, according to the Elohim, I started my journey from out of the higher realms when I decided to look for a family of friends 
that I wanted to keep in contact with. I would like to know if I found this family and if I have been following this family through my journey in the third dimensions. I would also like to know if some members of this family are part of Wynn and Terry's group and are Terry and Wynn members of this family. Edgenet. Thank you. We take a look. You have found your major group, um, the major osteohim, and um, so the people that you are around uh, have become like dewdrops precipitating out from the hole um, with their own path, but yet as part of the family. Um, when you say yeah, she Edna found her major group, which is you, you're saying essentially that at one point, Edna was an Elohim soul in the higher dimensions and came yes. into this realm. I'm like, yes? yes. Okay. So that's correct. All right. And the people who are around you, uh, we see France is a part of uh, your family group and that he uh, is moving through his own lessons. However, he is still a part of your family. Um, and others that you have come in contact with and your brother I and others have joined into your group. Or they come Eric. However, when we see these things we wish you to not just take what we are saying as uh something to follow. You can use it as something to check into and then see if it takes you other places and further into information that you're looking for. Thank you. And this is from Bonnie Penners in Corona, California. A couple of Sundays ago, Terry talked about the Alexandria Library. And it reminded yes. me how I felt when I first learned about it as a kid. I felt a little upset to learn about the fire and disappointed that it was gone. Any library is my favorite place. And I was wondering if I was able to see 
the, the great library, and I assume she means the Alexandria Library, in a previous life. Or, you know, she said, see, I think she should say also, or was I part of it as well? Thank you. This interest has gone down through time. And yes, and you will be uh, interested perhaps to know the Viet Library is not totally gone and that the library is still extinct and it's it existing uh, in some of it in very poor condition uh, in the underground in the Vatican and in another underground area. Um, and hopefully the information eventually will be revealed, although we do not know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is from Pauline Sovia in Bronx, New York. Okay. Actually, she wanted me to ask this question after 645 because she would be on the line then. So let me ask a question from Isis. What is the purpose of chakras from the point of view of our sources? There are light workers who are removing them, claiming you gain freedom from entities latching on and also emotional traumas and such are no longer an issue. It seems to me the people having this done to them are not fully aware of the detriment they are doing to themselves. Can you comment both on the positive and negative outcomes of doing this? Well, the chakras are an orientation device for uh, the soul. Uh, it orients the uh, the soul to the body, uh, the uh, connections with the ground, and connections with the surroundings, and the the connection of the part of the body, like say the throat and the expression chakra, and connection uh, to others with a verbal uh, voice, um, connection to other areas with remote viewing is, is the um, higher chakra, the pineal gland area and the pituitary gland area and the chakra in the forehead. It is an orientation device. Uh, So it seems to us uh, that one would lose 
an important tool or set of tools to uh, to abandon the chakras. Uh, we take a look at what it would be like without that particular chakra, and there are abilities a person can have. But when they are located within a body, the chakras do help them in uh, the um, operation of the body. Thank you. Let me ask Pauline's question now, okay? Let me get to it here. Just a second. And Pauline is in Bronx, New York, okay? Here it is. I was told by my teacher of a decade, I think she means 10 years, that he was able to do clearings as a conduit because he did not have DNA. And then she says, did Jesus have DNA? <laughs> I would ask the question, did the teacher that told her this uh, have DNA? Was he accurate when he said he did not have DNA? That your teacher has helped many people, however, um, did not go to the entire depth that he uh, uh, was able to totally help people. Um, the lack of DNA um, would be a detriment, another detriment to to his body. Uh, in that the the DNA is a guidance system for the body. I mean, is it possible to have a body without DNA? Well, <laughs> we look at this and we see if we say yes, it's like an. Um, we validate it, and if we say no, then we don't validate it, but we don't use that for criteria. But we see that if a person has no DNA, it is a possibility, and they would be an energy source, uh, yet would be much not very well defined, uh, except within the regions, the reaches of their mind. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> interesting. We take a look at this person. Uh, But we do not wish to uh, uh, look into their personal business. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And and then she says, I heard that he, her teacher, I guess, and Donald Trump both were Pleiadians, that they saw the interlopers, the reptilian race, start duality. Duality is beyond the reptilian race. Duality is a part of life. Do you uh, take the project on or do you not take the project on? Uh, Do you uh, become the... um, The one that's going to do the cooking in the family, or uh, do you do the take care of the kids, or would you go out and work and earn the money, or it's like you're, or you know, many many choices, and many of them are opposites. Uh, if we were going to build a building, maybe we would have to destroy the ground to build the basement and, and create a new uh, basement and then a new building. Um, so duality is a part of things. Uh, so the uh, reptilians have a very different culture. And they have uh, been around for a while. And uh, when uh, Trump and uh, what was the other fellow's name? Well, she didn't give his name. Okay. She didn't give his name. Call him a teacher. Yeah. Okay. I I don't want to talk about him publicly and give his name. All right. Uh, so when they were, the, the reptilians were older than them. So we, we, the story, uh, we do not, we are not able to validate the story. Thank you. Um, let's go to the next question. <laughs> this is Rita from St. Louis. And Michael Adler, excuse me, excuse me, I should be muting. Um, Michael Adler, I'm going to try to get to your question. That's an important question. We've gotten to most of the questions today. Um, Pauline had also asked, and I'm just going to answer, are you angels, are you alien of extraterrestrial origin? Uh, You know, I... I said in the beginning, I was describing the Elohim, and they say they were here as energy awarenesses before there was a universe. So it's beyond aliens, okay? They are creators. Um, And they are more than energy units. Well, I say that because I don't know another word to describe it simply. Yes, but, it is very simplistic. It's not physical. Energy. No. Yeah. Okay. 
So let me do, do Rita's question. Although it borders on physical, can border on yeah. physical. As the whole thing gets more real. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, the Elohim can take bodies, and they could have become ETs in bodies. But that the group we're later. talking, yeah, the group we're talking to, by and large, are Elohim that never took bodies and stayed in their original form. Yes. Formless. <laughs> okay. Well, we can take okay. different forms. Yeah. Okay. A few years ago, this is Rita in St. Louis. A few years ago, I had surgery for double iguinal hernias, in which the surgeons blocked off the hernias with titanium thread, resulting in my abdomen being compressed, which seems to negatively impact the function of my stomach, intestines, and bladder. Yes, it will. Consequently, I feel hungry all the time, and my bowel movements are restricted. The frequency of urination disturbs my sleep, and I'm always tired. I would appreciate help from the Elohim. Thank you very much, and I welcome any healing I receive. And um, and then... Yeah, continue yes, yes, go ahead. And, and she said, three weeks ago, I submitted the question to And then we asked that question. And they said they would continue to work with the issues of the constriction of vital organs. And now, so that was what she said a few weeks ago. A few days after this, my wife noticed that my abdomen had returned to a more normal shape from what she called a funnel shape that had resulted from the hernia surgery. So she's actually talking, Rita sent this. Uh, well, I can't figure out now. I'm getting confused because her husband, it's her husband that had this situation with the hernia. And now uh, I wish to express my gratitude to the Elohim. Secondly, I would like to ask if they removed any of the titanium stitching, and if this is normalizing the function of the organs involved, are the hernias themselves healed? Rita from St. Louis. Now we need to clarify. Um, Who is it with the hernias, the husband or Rita? Well, it seems to me Rita is submitting this, but it's pretty clear there was a point where her husband put a sentence in here. Uh, so it looks like they both wrote it, okay? Because my wife noticed my abdomen had returned to a more normal shape. And uh, Yes. Yes, that's one of the... We were about to say uh, you, this question was submitted a few weeks ago, and we have been working on this and we are working with modifying the threads, the titanium threads, to uh, integrate their uh, suppleness and ability to uh, conform 
to the surroundings, more into the area. So um, we, again, we put, uh, we, um, we are working as we are talking here. Um, and we give energy and we thank you for submitting this today so we can see the progress. Thank you. Okay, now, um, it's 6.57. We'll probably go two minutes over, and then we're going to go to Whole Planet Healing. So if you're listening on BBS, just stay on, on BBS, and Whole Planet Healing will suddenly start a couple minutes uh, after this call is over. And so, um, in fact... They're probably on the other our other phone line now for that call, but we're not going to switch to it. This is kind of an important question. And I would like to know if people who have not taken the COVID vaccine can be protected from the shedding spike protein by taking shikamic, shikamic acid, and I've also read that suramin may be used, and I believe suramin is a derivative from pine needles. And then yes, Michael says, these, "Go ahead." These compounds may also be extracted from star anise and fennel seed. And can you please yes. comment on this? Yes, fennel seed is so full. Uh, Sherman is uh, helpful. Uh, the uh, pine needle extract, building your immune system with antioxidants to help fight that off and protecting yourself when you are around somebody that's been vaccinated, particularly within the first two weeks after their vaccination is one of the biggest times that they are shedding. Uh, so um, when they, it's within two weeks of the time they're vaccinated, like stay uh, some distance from them, from their breath and from their saliva and their sneezes. And, um, be, be very careful with that. Uh, and then build your immune system in with the things that we were mentioning, too. Okay. And finally, he says, while walking today, I received this message, I guess he means intuitively, that the protection can also be achieved energetically. Could you please comment on this and describe how we would most accurately maintain this energy level? Well, if you think of the nature of holograms, and if your hologram has within the belief system of your hologram that it cannot affect you, then this is an energy that you step into. And it is similar to someone that is going to do the firewall. And they believe totally that the fire is not hot 
and then they step into the coals and they walk across it, and it does not feel hot. If your belief system is all-encompassing without cracks or doubts, then uh, this uh, leads you, uh, opens the door to protection. Yeah, but it's easier said than done, I think. You can work on it. Because it's very easy to fall into the belief system that you're practicing all the time. Uh, yeah. And so, but but it's not impossible. No, you can aim towards it. Yeah. And you know, I I want to add to to do something like that. It's first of all keeping yourself happy and joyous, because then you can work with your belief systems. If you're constantly going into fear and depression, it's hard to... Um, well, that's a belief mean, system in itself, and that takes you into a whole new hologram. Yeah. Yeah. And it and makes so, you vulnerable yeah. and the, the other factors senior to you. Right. Okay. So I think we, we did all the questions. Let me uh, show this here. That was good, okay? Um, I think we did all the questions today. Uh, I don't see anyone who's left out. Smile. We smile. We, we enjoy this. Thank you. Well, that was a good set of questions. Uh, thank you all yes. for asking. Sometimes we don't get as good questions as other times. I mean, I I know it's always important to you. It's your question, okay? But, um, well, you know, sometimes people are just... I try to avoid these questions, but they uh, um, they ask gimmick questions. to say, I wonder if Elohim can answer this. You know, what do they say here? But in any case, I thank you all for being here. And Unmuted. Thank you, from Seattle. Thank you. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you, everyone from BBS. Thank you, our sources yeah. and Terry and Win. Thank you very much. Sure. This session is no longer being recorded. Yeah. Have a great night. We go over to Whole Planet Healing, my dear, lovely brothers and sisters. All right. Okay. Can I All right. the last digits really quick? Have the phone Hi, number? Yes, phone. please. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Antonio. It's also the word bell or cell to make it easy to remember. <laughs> That's smart. 619-246-2355. Correct. Thank you. Muted. All right. Joy is here. Win is here. Hello. And we'll, we'll see what happens after. Uh, uh, let, I, let me let me ask you: is, is is Jackie here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this must <laughs> not be your night. <laughs> 
right. No, I'll do it. That's right. It's my night. <laughs> well, <laughs> are you going to do Jennifer's part also? No. Are you? If I were moderating, I would just do a quick thing. But I'll do a quick thing. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll see. I'm not. All I'm right. Not, well, we're. You better do a good job. Hi, Jennifer. Not here. I said to take a day off today. She had an appointment. All right. So here we go. It's um, June second. The recording has started. This is June second, two thousand twenty-one, and this is our nightly whole planet healing session. And uh, we have a number of people on a phone line and a number of people um, in, uh, listening to us on BBS radio. And when we do this call, I want you to think of yourself as a light anchor in your location. And we're going to make connections with energies that are not in the physical realm, but enter into the physical realm, and that can shift and change things in the physical realm for the better. And we have these two group souls that have given us support on this call. And during the call, we're going to read an excerpt from a channeling. We're going to go through a bunch of earthquakes that happened today, and we're not going to do that, though, in the normal way, because Jennifer does that. So I'm going to try to do it, and and we're going to have a planetary healing visualization. So there's two benefits from being on the call. First, you participate in the energy of it, and many people have found by coming onto this call, they can shift their energy of today. In other words come on the call and you have a lot of anxieties, and by the time the call's over, your anxiety has left. And that's one of the reasons people keep coming back. And another thing that happens on this call is that we are creating an intention for more positive outcomes on planet Earth. And the celestial sources that work with us help fulfill or add their intentions to increase the power of our intentions. And we do it every day because the repetition creates more likelihood of something happen happening. And we've seen things already happen and shift that sometimes approached miracles. 
So please stay on the call if you want to. <laughs> you don't know if you want to. You have to figure out what it is. But we hope if you're listening on BBS, you will stay on this call and see if you experience these shifts of energy that make you want to come back. Okay? And we start off with a little relaxation visualization from Joy in Squim, Washington. And are you there, Joy? I am. Okay. Did I do okay? You did really well. <laughs> what, what's not to have done okay? <laughs> I'm not really asking for her approval. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hmm. Okay. So, ready, steady? Ready. Okay. So, wonderful people, thank you for coming and bringing your energy to this call. Now, think into your own wonderfulness. Just let your let yourself be in your body. Let your muscles relax around your bones, sinking down toward the earth. And when you hear these pauses, that's that precious time to be still and silent and come even more into being who you are. And take three deep breaths. Breathe in really deep down to that part that you don't usually use. And when you exhale, breathe out really deep. And let go of your tension. Let yourself sink into that peace. And you can feel the earth's energy coming up. You can put your hands, palm down, see if you can feel it coming into your hands. It's coming from the sides, from the back, from the front also. You can turn your palms face up and sense the energy coming to us from our sources who say that they are here with us on these calls. They're paying attention to each one of us individually if we want it, if we invite them. So you can invite them, feel that energy, mix it with Mother Earth and yours, and then imagine us all, everybody on the call, everybody on BBS, our sources, all together, all around the earth. Bright, 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 shining light. Sending our light energy, letting it flow from ourselves to each other, all around, and then letting that energy flow through the rest of the call. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you. Now, 
Okay. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we have this little invocation of calling in the higher energies and protecting this from any intrusions from negative sources. And Cecil, who is near to Seattle, Washington, he is he's also known as Cecil the Sea Serpent, and who has a wonderful, strong, fatherly energy when he does this. And you can feel, if you're sensitive, you'll feel the energy come in as he calls in the light. And I turn it over to Cecil. Thank you, Wynn. And thank you, Joy. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present that are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Wynn. Thank you, Cecil. I was just deciding with Terry who's going to do the earthquakes. And I think I will, although she has something to add, she can. Um, this is, um, I'm looking at the USGS earthquake map. And I don't think it has um, volcanoes. And Jennifer usually does this. So Wynn. I'll do my best. Yeah. Wynn. Hi, this is Bonnie. I'd, I'd like to have a chance. <laughs> oh, to I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right the gun. And do we want the first hand energy for you? You got to fire me, Bonnie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> God. I'm okay. going to have to reapply for this job. Yeah. No, what okay. we do now. And, and as, now, as, as Hyde says, you you got to introduce your partner, Terry Brown. Right. I know. I know. I know. Yes. So, okay. Just in, in a couple of words, we've been doing this for years. I mean, 
we become very comfortable with it. I mean, in the course of a day, I can say, Terry, can I ask them a question? And she stops and they give me an answer and then we go back <laughs> to whatever else we were doing. It's kind of amazing. And they never take my power. Uh, in fact, everything I do, I do of my own volition. And, and Terry as well. And we're doing this because it's creating an amazing service for the people um, to participate. And many, I get many, many emails from people that just have blown my mind who feel the energies of these sources. And um, I can feel them right now. They're kind of like moving all around me. And it feels like you're a bigger part of yourself. It's not like they're external to you. It's that when they come in, you feel expanded. Because you are expanded. And it's part of the law of one. And so um, Terry is the person who brings through these messages. And... Uh, um, Bonnie is going to read an excerpt from a message on the Spirit Channel. We have all our we have thousands of archives on the SpiritChannel.net. We probably have 170,000 page views, and we'd like to get that to a, a hundred million page views because this work can change and shift things on this planet. So, I'm going to turn it over to Terry to say a few words, and then we're going to go to Bonnie, and she's going to read an excerpt that she chooses of one of our transcriptions. So, go ahead, Terry. Hi. Uh, I am really honored, and I really love the work that we're doing and uh, bringing through the... Um, the uh, I keep thinking of words, like the voice of the Elohim, but it's really, um, it's more than a voice. And uh, to be able to do that and to connect with everybody, it is really a nice purpose of mine. And so I, I'm so glad everybody is here uh, uh, the, their message is really, really good. It's like that we aren't alone here. And now back to Jackie. Yeah, let me just, hey, don't take over my job. I got to introduce Jackie. Not Jackie. <laughs> um, the next oh, person, okay. Bye. Right, but let me oh, just sorry. say. Back over to where? <laughs> you know, They've told us, and I, I know this is true. I know it is because I know Terry. I know how she is, and it makes too much sense that, you know, it, when, you, when you die and you're a person that's kind of been on a semi-spiritual path, um, or at least that you have, um, how can I say it? You don't even have to know you're on a spiritual path. Everyone's on a spiritual path. But one of the things that happens 
is there's something called the heaven realm. And this is not heaven in the way the church makes it out to be, but it's a realm where you get a life review, and there's various angel angelic beings that help you recover <laughs> from your most recent life in this realm. Because even the most positive people go through suffering. And Terry happened to be one of those angelic beings that was helping people recover. And they were coming in so screwed up that she said, I'm going to find out what's going on down there that's screwing these people up. And then she did. And then she spent a huge amount of lifetimes getting screwed up in this realm because once she got here, she didn't remember that she was an angelic being. And she just, everyone, people that come in from higher realms do not remember it. And so... um you know, a couple of so I got really screwed up. <laughs> she got really screwed up. And her human side, you know, she decided she was going to keep one foot in heaven. So her human side is really, <laughs> the, the word is dyslexic. She can't remember things. <laughs> but she is brilliant at bringing through these messages. So I'm going to turn it over to Bonnie, who's going to read a message. And thank you for doing this every day, Bonnie. Oh, you're welcome. Um, before I start, could you please tell us how we can access your book, The Creator Gods of the Physical Universe Want to Talk to You? Where's the... I, 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 I think if you... If you I think... If you go to intelligent-infinity.com, there's a sign-up thing there. You put your name and your email, and then it gets emailed to you, okay? Okay, thank you. Uh, because I'm going to read from this book, uh, and this is a conversation that Wynne has with, through Terry with the Council of Elohim. And your question was, who are the Elohim, and why are they connected with the evolution of the human race? And their answer through Terry is, we are a soul group whose purpose is to bring life and life forms to planets such as Earth. We then work with the life forms in the hope that they will align themselves with higher interdimensional energies, bringing heaven into the third dimension, transmuting third dimensional experience into a fruitful playing ground for learning the lessons of love and bringing wiser entities back into the fourth and fifth dimensions. Win. Why doesn't the origin or origination of life start out in a higher dimension instead of going through a dimension which is so difficult and challenging? Elohim, life starts out beyond the dimensions, 
Dimensions are a limiting factor, a focusing mechanism for life. Each dimension has its own lessons. The third dimension is a lesson in limitation, against odds to temper and strengthen a soul. When was the Elohim responsible, totally or partially, for the origination of life in this dimension? Elohim, life is everywhere. Life is. Life is beyond origination. It's the starting factor for everything. The origination of life by the creation of focusing mechanisms for life to express itself through is one of the jobs of the Elohim, to present focusing mechanisms. And in the implementation of this, become adept at mathematics, geometries, and rearrangement of intentions within the mathematical shapes that then allow for focusing mechanisms for life. The intentions once originated into the dharma of the receptive life, continues in a geometric focusing state, allowing for life forms to express themselves through this multifaceted arrangement of geometric intentions. When, when exactly in the history of our planet in time, as we measure it, did the Elohim begin an interaction with life forms here? And how did that start? Elohim, there have been numerous starts and stops in the history of Earth. We began to focus on Earth at various times, aiding and fanning the hopeful family of humans into prosperity. After the Atlantis disaster, we hoped to renew the life force, sending Elohim starseeds from other sectors to recede the Earth plane, hoping to establish a strong connection between the Anunnaki starseeds on Earth and the Elohim. And I would like to add that a starseed or an Elohim Starseed is an Elohim who has volunteered to take on incarnation on Earth, usually with the intent of uplifting the planetary vibration here. In most cases, once that soul is incarnate in this realm, they forgot their original intent and they lose their connection with the celestial Elohim. And I'm going to continue just a little bit more. We became discouraged at the divergence of these starseeds into Earth activities and their forgetfulness of their Elohim origins. The veil has clouded the connection. As you reached out for us, we reached back, but the interaction of energies was dispersed by the veil. The human being is a composite. And as such, it contains within it factors of the veil, 
The veil, then, is difficult to reach through. It is difficult to focus directly on the connection to the Elohim or other soul groups. And now they're referencing to the raw group. We hope to make the circuit whole and complete between the Elohim starseeds and their fathers and to communicate to each of you that we are there for you. We love you. When there is a whole and complete connection, we can co-create miracles with you. We can strengthen and support you in this difficult realm, and we can bring you into the rightful expression of your full potential, thus helping us to ground and manifest the joy and love of the celestial realms into the earth plane. I'll turn it back to you, Wynn. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bonnie. That was a, a great reading for this call. And thank you, everybody. On BBS, gives you a feeling of the magnitude of these sources. And it's very, you know, one of the pieces of information that they gave there that is not, as far as I know, ever been revealed is there's a group called the Anunnaki. And um, they landed on Earth to do gold mining somewhere in Africa um, to take gold back to their planet for some technical reason. And they ended up creating humans as hybrids between their genes and ape genes or Neanderthal man genes. And the idea was to get a smart worker bee. And um, I don't want to tell the whole story, but uh, the, the humans started um, breed, breeding these new hybrids. And there became a bunch of them. And then they, be, they formed a city. And there's a, a famous archaeologist by the name of Zachariah Sitchin that translated the tablets in this city that kind of talked about the Anunnaki. And the Anunnaki were kind of acting as gods. But they were also competitive with each other and and did horrible things. So um, they were derivative of the Elohim, of the celestial Elohim. And you know, being a starseed means you don't have memory of where you came from and your purpose, and you have to rediscover it. And the Elohim starseeds often um, become negative because they get involved in Earth activities and they have power over other people, other than indigenous beings, and even their own hybrids. So um, the the fact that the Anunnaki came from the Elohim um, was 
not known. And supposedly, in, in the Bible, the early Bible was El, uh, Anunnaki, who were acting as gods for the developing hybrids that they created. And uh, a, guy, a guy named um, Michael Tellinger wrote a book about it called Slave Species of the Gods. It's very interesting because our whole future evolution was started with this kind of thing. And uh, it's indicated that the gods of the Old Testament were actually Anunnaki. And we're going to continue now. And um, let's see, it's 7.33, we got to keep this call. Uh, so I finishes at 8. And so I'm going to do what Jennifer does. And we have the Elohim's help. And we go, we spend a bit of time on earthquakes and volcanoes because this is a period of time that many people have predicted great potentials for devastation. And we're trying to create energies to create more better outcomes. So I'm looking at the U.S. Ge geological map right now, and what I see is a bunch of red dots and a bunch of red lines. The red dots indicate earthquakes that happened today, and the red lines indicate fault lines. And uh, and Jennifer usually starts in Hawaii. And we just ask that for the highest good of all concerned, we send calm energy to each of these um, events that occurred today. And so um, we see a 2.8 earthquake it looks like it happened in 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 Hawaii, okay? And then we go a little south, and we're still in the water, and we see uh, something that happened <laughs> uh, forty-eight kilometers southeast. Of Nalihu, Hawaii. And then I don't see anything in New Zealand or Australia on this map. But I see as we're going up the Ring of Fire, there was a 4.4 earthquake in the Philippines. I'm just following the red dots and the red lines. And then there is uh, this one didn't go to anywhere. Then there is uh, 4.2 near Hamamatsu, Japan. Now we're 
sending some energy to each of these events, okay? And then we have a 4.4 near Hasaki, Japan. And then I don't see anything in Russia. And then we're going over from Russia into Alaska. And we have a 2.6 on the Richter scale earthquake near Wales, Alaska. And we have 3.4 on the Richter scale near Teller, Alaska. And now we go into the Aleutian Islands, the southern part of Alaska. We have a 3.1 in Egegek, Alaska. And we have a 2.6 in Chickaloon, Alaska. And then we have one on the water just south of Chineak, Alaska, a 2.6 on the Richter scale. And then we have a 2.5 in Haynes Junction, Canada. And we go all the way down Canada, and we see uh, into the United States. And I see something in California, two things in the southern part of California. And here's one in Nevada, 2.5 Indian Springs, Nevada. And then continuing south, we have a three in White City, New Mexico. And then we go continuing south. We have 4.4, which is fairly big, uh, southwest of Tequilolo, Nicaragua. Okay. And 3.2 near the Dominican Republic. And and then if we go over to Turkey, there was a 4.3. Now, I'm not doing as good a job as Jennifer, because she refers to more maps than this. But we just put any volcanoes that are happening in all these areas in this field of energy and bringing calm energy. And now we've got time for a couple people to put things into this field of energy, things that are happening on our planet that in the news or something you've learned about or something that there's a lot of things 
to work on. And I'm going to unmute everybody. Unmuted. I would like to put into our light the removal of all harmful AI, nanotech, radionic, and uh, all on continuous basis and all that effects to it. I would like to ask for the cleaning and clearing of our air and water, healing assistance and protection for our beautiful mother, our human family, our flora and fauna, all the sentient beings. I would like to ask for assistance for all uh, living things, growing things in the spring season, be provided with a gentle rain and that's moisture, right temperature. Everything is conducive to a healthy, healthy growth of all uh, uh, Mother Earth, flora and fauna. I would like to ask for assistance for our forest, protection from uh, wildfires on continuous basis and pestilence, diseases, and again, asking for a gentle rain and everything else that is conducive for the well-being of everything in and around the forest at all time and every seed count. And I would like to include in all of this all my prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Anyone else? <laughs> Monica and Aaron Washington, and I would like to put into the light that all of the healing technologies and zero-point energy technologies be released for the people of the earth. Um, certain people have held us back, and it's actually held us back from our evolution. So I see them coming forth for the highest and best good for all the people in the world. Thank you. And Tom? This is John. Tom in San Jose asking that one be kept under protection, asking for, for support and protection for all the people working to expose the apparent election fraud, special support and protection for protection for Sidney Powell, Patrick Byrne, Lynn Wood, Mike Lindell. Thank you. Thank this you, John. Uh, I like to add that there's no, yeah, no long-term uh, harmful effects uh, from the vaccination, and uh, that's all. Thank you. Thank you, John. This is Bonnie in California, and I would like to uh, – Jennifer's not here to put some love light to her – usual list and the individuals on the list and so it's my intention and you know who you are and our sources know who you are and so and so it is <laughs> I would also like to send love light to the southern border and protection for the children that are coming across and being ferried to who knows where uh, and I would like protection for the actual families that are trying to come in. Thank you, guys. Muted. Thank you, Bonnie. And I just want to mention, if anyone's listening on BBS, it felt a lift of energy while we were doing this. And it feels that that would be something that you'd like to come into. that you'd like to come into often, then there's a phone number. We do this every day at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and the phone number is 712-770-4340, and the PIN is 250-513-POUND, 
And if you didn't get that, we have a webpage, wholeplanethealing.com. Wholeplanethealing.com that has the phone number. And what I'm going to do now is do a quick spin around our entire planet, bringing this energy down and asking for the most positive outcomes for the highest good of all concerned on planet Earth. We start out with our group energy surrounding planet Earth and sending energy down to the surface of our planet, every square foot of it, and asking to uplift everything that is able to be uplifted. And we go to the humans who are service to others on our planet and to the children who are most open to this energy and to the animals and particularly the pets and to the plants, the grass and the trees and to the insects who are part of the balance of nature and some of which are in danger of being extinct particularly the bees. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. And now we go through the interior of the earth, through the surface of the earth, into the interior, and we connect with Mother Earth herself. And if you take a moment, you might feel Earth energy moving through your floor and surrounding you. The earth knows we're here. The earth is a conscious being, and the earth suffers from processing the activities, the negative activities that humans can keep doing on their surface. So we send healing and love to earth. and. We send gratitude to Earth for giving us this opportunity to experience these physical bodies on her surface. And we go to the surface of the Earth. And usually I go through the three major earthquake zones, but I'm just going to mention them really quickly the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states, and the mid-Atlantic fault line, stretching a thousand, thousands of miles from Iceland to South America. And we just take a moment and we send all of those earthquakes, those earthquake zones, love light energy and calm energy. We go to all the other earthquakes that are not in these zones and and potential volcanoes and potential earthquakes. And and we send we ask our sources to help us find them and send 
each one calming energy. And any earthquakes or volcanoes that need to occur as Mother Earth can be releasing stress, we ask that they can be released gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. And we start with the coronavirus and its mutations. And we ask that it be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that it be strengthened. We, we look at the quality of fear that many humans are experiencing because of such a volatile planet with so many things that are, could happen in the future that could change the way life is experienced on planet Earth. And we send loving energy to all these people who are experiencing fear and ask that they might be blessed with the, with the true inner understanding that they are part of the one infinite creator and that they do not die. You do not die. We all continue and we continue into more lives and we continue into lessons in higher dimensions. And we're all on a spiritual track. And when you know that, there's not much to be afraid of in this realm. We ask for the quality of suffering and all the things that people suffer for. We ask for upliftment of suffering from being sick, from having health issues, from being abused in relationships and feeling trapped. People suffer for being lonely and alienated. We ask for blessings and realizations in people that there is that they are loved. And if, he, if not someone in the human realm is loving you, you are loved by these sources up way up on high that are having an opportunity to reach their energy into this realm and help transform many things in humans or help humans transform themselves would be a better way of saying it. We ask for the droughts on this planet, that there be rain in those areas where there's droughts impacting populated areas that, it, that, that 
the reservoirs can be filled, the crops can be watered, and people don't have to suffer. We go to the governments of our planet, both local, national, and international, and we ask for quality of leadership that can inspire people um, instead of scare them. We ask for benevolence. We ask for compassion. We ask for integrity. And we ask for ethics. And we go to the idea of peace and that those countries and those segments of countries where people are adversarial with each other, we ask that they can be inspired to resolve their differences peacefully. We go to interventions, and we ask our sources to help with these, that no nuclear weapons be allowed to go off on planet Earth. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, starting out with, once again, mentioning Coronavirus and its mutations be rendered harmless. Radioactivity transmuted chemtrail toxins transmuted. Radio frequency toxins from Wi-Fi, from cell phones, and 5G transmuted. Anything in food, air, water, or medicines transmuted mentioning vaccines in particular, transmuted. Mentioning GMO foods, transmuted. And we ask for obstacles in place to the plants of what we call the negative the false flags of the negative designed to scare people, to inhibit a person's feeling of well-being, of health, and of sovereignty. transmuted. And now we bring this call almost to a close. 
but we're not going to do it before we bring this energy to each of you individually. And you can imagine this love light quantum field energy that moves through the universe, through our solar system, through the outer energy field of planet Earth, and lands on your personal rooftop, where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home, our apartment, our room, and let it transmute any negativity. Move it to every room of your house, bathrooms, kitchens, bedrooms, living rooms, or just your own room if that's what you're in, and lift the vibration, turning our home into a sacred place. And we can move that energy through our bodies and break down any blocks and negativity in your body. Move it through our chakras and open up our chakras and help us heal ourselves. Actually, activating our DNA. And we bring this call to a close and we remind you that you are an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing physical embodiment and that you are a portal and you are part of lifting the vibration on this planet. And on that note, if you are on our conference line, we're leaving the line open for those of you that want to hold this energy for a little longer. And we're going to close the verbal part of our call. I thank every one of you for being here and just mentioning if you want to come to our calls when we're not on BBS then go to wholeplanethealing.com. And we're running cool over on BBS, so we're going to close the verbal part of the call right now, and we will see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.